male pattern hair loss, androgenic alopecia, the misuse can cause progressive hair loss that could become permanent. Um, and that, by the way, we have to emphasize, can be seen with rapid weight loss due to any reason, um, but they're just flagging it here. And we have to remember the FDA has approved Ozempic and similar semaglutide uh, GLP-1 uh, agonists for the treatment of type 2 diabetes and obesity. Um, Becoming desirable and I, in my head, I could take the leap where I felt like, well, if I could be desirable, then maybe I could be loved. And for me, that's like one of the keys that trans people have to like struggle through, you know, will somebody love me? And did an experiment with a group of women yep. and they put scars on their faces and yep. they told these women that they're going into a job interview and the purpose of the experiment is to find out whether people with facial disfigurements face discrimination. Uh, they showed them the scars in the mirror, the women saw themselves with these scars and as they led them out of the room they said we're just going to touch it up a little bit and as they touched it up they removed the scarring completely. So the women went into the job interview thinking that they are scarred but actually being their normal selves. And the result of the experiment is that those women then came back reporting massively increased level of discrimination. Indeed, they, many of them came back with comments that the interviewer had made that they felt were referencing their facial disfigurement. And this is why I think this ideology of victimhood is so dangerous, because if you preach to people constantly that we're all oppressed, then that primes people to look for that. These chemicals are quite common in clothing, compostable takeout containers, and many other consumer items. According to the government's latest science review, tests show PFAS in the blood of many Canadians, and even more elevated levels among people in northern indigenous communities. A growing body of evidence points to toxic chemicals on our clothes, making their way into our bodies. What is tuck-friendly swimwear for kids, Rita? Oh, gosh, I'd rather. Uh, not just, but you know, you can imagine. Oh, hang on, I, I recognize that flag in the yes. corner of the thing. So oh, I get it they're putting these uh, displays very prominently of all these uh, political messaging on kids' clothing and even things like that. I mean, uh, normalizing kids tucking their genitalia. Deutsche Bank has agreed to pay $75 million to settle claims brought by an Epstein survivor accusing the bank of knowingly facilitating a sex trafficking operation in order to churn profits, enabling Epstein's abuse for years. It previously faced a $150 million fine by state regulators for failing to monitor its dealings with Epstein. The former hedge fund manager was found dead in a Manhattan prison back in 2019, weeks after being charged with abusing dozens of underage girls, many of who've come forward to tell their stories. I think everybody mm -hmm. who knows something should say something. Help us put the pieces of our lives back together because we're missing so much of it. As J.P. Morgan Chase is now fighting similar claims of turning a blind eye to his conduct, CEO Jamie Dimon is set to be deposed next month. The bank has denied any liability. This poor fellow isn't sharp. He's weary and confused. He doesn't care about us, and he probably doesn't know what he's talking, 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 talking about. And you, you are puzzled. Welcome to I'm Sick of This Place. I'm your host, Chad Becker, and I forgot to talk and finish about my jury duty. And I actually found out what might be the ultimate power move to get out 
and we never got to the I think it's like they ask you questions because the case settled out of court. So I was just in the room for about an hour and a half. And what I seen, which seems to me would be like a get out of jail free, get out of jury free card or get out of jury free shirt is wearing a QAnon shirt. And I saw that and I said, either this guy's a genius or he just doesn't give a fuck. Because to me, he's either putting on a show or making a statement. In either way, that's energy that I can get behind. So, I think if I'm ever called for jury duty, I am going to be wearing a cute. And here's another thing. It tells you to dress up in... Now, I understand that all people can have or afford or even like. See, that's the thing. I don't really like dress stuff, so I've never bought anything like that. My parents have, more or less my mother. And so that's what I get or what I have. Now, if you're older than me, if you're actually more like a 50, 40-year-old man and you still have the mentality that I do, that I don't really like dressy stuff, and your mother and father have since passed, and you threw that stuff down, I understand showing up to jury duty in your best shirt, t-shirt, pants. So I'm not throwing shade at any individual because I don't know their backstory. I don't know where they're coming from. I don't know their socioeconomic background. So I'm not going to throw any judgment upon these people. The only judgment I will throw at them is that one guy that wore a QAnon t-shirt who is either brilliant, well, either way, brilliant, because even if he enjoys and is full-on Q, it is a brilliant way, unless, unless, which I could see it going either way, um, that his highness or her highness that the judge is a QAnon. Now, I could see if, if if that was true, then there would be some sort of corroborate, some, I can't pronounce words, um, but no. I don't think, I don't think that's a common thing that a judge would be a full-on QAnon. Um, here's another thing that I wanted to, that I've been thinking about doing, is... Trying to learn echolocation. And see, we all have a mental image of our house in our head. Meaning that when the lights are off, you can kind of get around. You know where the big things are. You might not necessarily know where that animal toy is. Or... You know, whatever random shit's on the ground. For me, there's a lot of random shit on the ground. Um, so I am trying to perfect my echolocation by walking around at night and screaming. And I do that anyways. But now I am trying to harness the power of my screams to locate the cats. 
And when I get them, oh boy, do I pet them. No. They're typically outside. But it's a fun game to walk around and 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 just kind of and it, it, it and it's all a fantasy, you know. I'm I'm not truly echolocating anything, but it's it's a fun. It's fun to live in a world where I think I can echolocate a cat that is under a couch. That's fun for me. I finished Dragon Ball, right? And I didn't move on to Dragon Ball Z because I played the Kakarot game, so I understand it. So another classic 90s one that I never watched that I heard was good was Yu Yu Hakusho. And I'm slowly working on it. But here's the thing with that. It blew my mind that these these kids, they are kids, they're 14 year olds, yet they look and sound like adults. Now I understand in, in Japanese culture they seem to... Um, isn't the age of consent something like lower, or is that just a rumor? Um, let me let me Google that real quick. Age of consent, Japan. Amendment will also criminalize sex with children under sixteen by raising the legal age of consent from thirteen. Japan's current age of consent has remained unchanged since its enactment in nineteen o three. It is one of the li- lowest. Among developed nations, it has been 13 since 1903. With the penal code, at that time, the average life expectancy was of was 44, and it was common for women to marry and have children at young age in society. At this time, 13 was regarded. At, uh, okay, I wonder what the age of consent was in America in 1907. Age of consent in United States. 1907. Children and youth age of consent laws table. George Mason University. That sounds like some... George Mason, what are you up to? I'm upset that America is not on the top. It is Austria, so that means United States. Oh, okay, so United States has its own thing. Which is black, blacked out. So if we're going, okay, we're going to go 1920. Okay, so first is 1880 and 1920. So, I mean, if you're going 1880, America is not looking that good. But if you're going 1920, you know, the only one that's that looks to be up Japan's creepy ass is uh, Georgia. Okay. <laughs> Um, everywhere I'm seeing is 16, 18, Georgia is 14, and, uh, still I see some 16s in uh, 2020, or, tw- or not 2020, 2007, 07, 07, what kind of, Spain is still 13, they held it, they're holding it down, Switzerland is various, that's kind of ominous. I I love the incremental change from 1920 to 07 in Argentina from 12 to 13. They're like, you know, eh, it's been about 87 years. We'll bump it up one. What the fuck? Anyways, yes, 
Um, the it's it's weird. I thought I thought they would be at least in high school, but they're fourteen year old middle schoolers fighting demons, sounding like adults and whipping adults' asses. Like I feel maybe. Well, I isn't is. I was going to say, I feel like a 14-year-old Japanese kid could beat up an adult, but I'm trying to take in consideration the whole Kung Fu, uh, uh, is Kung Fu Chinese, whatever, regardless, um, the the martial arts. But then I kind of rationalize it and go, wouldn't the adults still kind of have the martial arts? So maybe a 14-year-old kid would be able to beat like a, an American's ass. Um, but I think it's weird. Maybe it's a 90s thing. Maybe it's a way to uh, appeal to both young and adults because they're 14, yet they look and sound like adults. Um, they're, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw it to the, the soci... The, not, what, 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 what is the term? I'm going to... Uh, the, the, the culture. I'm throwing it to the culture because the culture is obviously different. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just different. But I'm enjoying the show. I'm, I think I'm only like 12 episodes in. If anyone knows the show, I just got past um, where they're holding like the little tournament for the psychic's power. And I think my cat Trinket has the same sort of mental illness that I do because he is gone all day long all day long and when I see him he is constantly screaming he eats he'll eat dry food over wet food now all these cats I can't get them to eat dry food anymore they will fucking rather starve than eat dry food Um, but anyways he comes home after a long day of doing whatever the fuck outside, sometimes he just shows up at windows screaming to let me in. Now, he probably sees the horrors that is cat life out there and comes back and just screams because he just follows me around while I'm in a mental anguish battlefield of my own creation while he's just yelling at me. And... and like I said, he eats dry food, and here I am with, um, what, 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 wow, fuck. I just learned the terminology for a phobia of the kitchen or cooking food, and that's what I have. And I don't think I always had it. Um, I think I, it became a thing from my eldest sister. If you, if you've heard this podcast before, I have mentioned it, um, but it also could have always been lingering and just like that was, you know how there's like, oh, psychedelics will, uh, um, like if you have uh, like schizophrenia, it might unlock it. I think a, 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 a larger 11-year-old adult um, breathing down your neck as you try to make like eggs at 9.30 a.m. to go work at Little Caesars at 18 um, will cause you to have mergeriocopphobia. Mergeriocopphobia. Why the fuck? 
Mergeriocopphobia, which is the fear of cooking. So here I am, and apparently it's very common, which I guess makes sense, because there is a guy that I come across every now and again at Myers who says I don't cook, which to me I always thought was weird because here I am suffering from myocarcophobia. That's how it pronounces. I here. Mergeriocophobia. 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 Anyway, so I suffer from Mergeriocophobia. And, uh, I think it's a little light because it's not that I, it, it's, it's a weird thing. If I say I live with Mergeriocop, here, what if I affect, what if I, Mergeriocopphobia, Mergeriocopphobia, if I say I suffer from Mergeriocopphobia, um, living with Mergeriocophobia. <laughs> I just like saying it. It's such a weird name. Um, it's just going to be an hour and a half of me just <laughs> saying that. Regard. Yeah. Here we go. Living with it. Here is how I live with Mergeriocophobia. Say it. It's very fun, especially if you say it in that weird kind of robotic, um, you're freaking me out, me out, me out. That, that, that might be a really fun way to talk. Just, just what does this say? What is this? It's fucking inspire, teach, guide, mentor, encouraging. Twenty two thousand two hundred and twenty thousand twenty three monthly plan year. That's kind of fun. It's kind of fun to talk like that. Maybe that's a subtle autism. To me. Um. But yes, my battle in the kitchen, this is the best way I can explain it from my source of reality living with Mergeriocophobia is that it is not crippling. So I can, so here's the thing. I not necessarily don't like to cook. I don't like how long it takes to cook and also, I have suffered from a garbage pallet. This, I have literally bought, like, spring mix, you know, that's in, like, the plastic um, container. Uh, it's not dull, but it's, 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 it's got, like, uh, arugula and, like, it's, like, sweet mixed. And it's, like, arugula and, and spinach and some other stuff. I will literally just eat lettuce. With no dressing. And I it will be enjoyable. I will just eat lettuce like that. Am I a psychopath for that? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe I am more functioning because I am enjoying the flavors of things. Maybe I'm a little bit like Walt Flanagan. Except for him, he's like chicken with no seasoning i gotta have some sort i gotta at least have hot sauce on that bitch chicken is so goddamn blame 
Um, but the biggest thing for me <clears throat> being in the kitchen is not necessarily okay. So the the act of co- cooking to me takes too long. Um, yeah, I, and also at the same time that 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 is issue one. But I can I can get past that. Oh, I see what those cats did. They ripped that thing off. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> just seeing how the cats destroy stuff throughout the house. Um, so, back to dealing with the issue. I think cooking takes way too long. Maybe because it's not... Maybe because, A, I suffer from what I've said 18 times in the past minute alone... And I also can't cook because I suffer from it. And my the the most crippling part for me is it's it's a mixture between that and my claustrophobia issue, which I do suffer from but it's not extreme like i can go under the sink and try to fuck with my plumbing i can do that easily but my sense of like if i was put in a box i'm sure i'd fucking spaz right um if i'm in a box with two pinholes one is corn syrup and the other is uh like just a little slight slit um, that I can just see like a, a man uh, masturbating to Uber Eats. If that's what I'm seeing in a box, I'm freaking out. Um, so here I am suffering with this issue. And what I think it's, it's a mixture between the, the miraculophobia or whatever the fuck it's, whatever it is, I already lost it because I kept not saying it. And... Um, my claustrophobia because I can, it's okay if one person's in there and they're not really bothering me. Uh, like two weeks ago I was trying to just cook like a giant pot of like rice and meat and veggies, like uh, a shitty stir fry more or less. And my, and I was trying to be nice to my dad by fucking talking to him, even though he should know for the past 10 goddamn years, well, I guess maybe like 12 years, I have had this goddamn crippling issue where I have literally been in a corner almost in tears because of the anxiety and the issues, and it is bad. I It can get really bad for me. I I almost have to scurry about like an animal when they hear a vacuum. Like, it is almost where I cannot be in the same room as a vacuum. That is about the best metaphor I can. You wheel a vacuum in the room with an animal, that shit is not liking it. It may look at it, it may stand still, it might bolt, but at some sort of degree, it is not happy that that thing, that fucking demon, is in the room with it. And for me... Being in the kitchen, um, you can pass through. Oh, another thing. We're fucking, I'm trying to, oh, what the hell was I making? Oh, I was making chopped cheeses, right? Fucking easy, just chopped up cheeseburger, right? 
and uh, my mom's got like just fucking going through the front door, walking through the back door, going through the kitchen, walking in the front door, just doing this weird circle. Walking out the front door, coming through the back door. Then she's going to say some shit in the middle. Then she's going to say, nyama, 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 And then I, I get in almost like a psychosis where I just want to fucking put on a limp biscuit and break shit. Give me something to break. And it's either that or it's like, um, fucking Joker, where it's like the violin's playing, and I'm just like crying and laughing and fucking putting my hand over the stove to feel something, and fu- and fucking, um, uh, like, 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 not, I'm trying to figure, not figure, but um, 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 I'm trying to, f- I don't know what I'm trying to say. I am trying to burn my goddamn hand so I can, um. Focus on that instead of the surrounding that is just somebody being in the kitchen. That is the sort of issues. And then and then I think that kind of snowballs into an eating disorder. Or uh, I have a slight eating disorder and it feeds. I have so many of these weird little issues that just kind of snowball and feed into the issue of not eating, not liking kitchens, can't being in a kitchen with a lot of people. Um, yeah. I don't understand it, but it's a thing I suffer from, and man, I can have a good time being alone, playing music, dancing, chopping carrots, or whatever the fuck, but Lord help me if somebody is in there with me. Now, you either have to be my shadow and we have to more or less move congruently that you're not in my way or fucking vision or else the record fucking skips and then I start sweating in clammy hands and I have to get out of there. And I have had this issue for at least a decade and my parents don't understand and then I become the asshole because I try to tell them I got to get out of here. Like when my dad was there and I'm like trying, I think I was getting ready to um, scramble some eggs and I was either, I think I was like, I put a bunch of olive oil in and then I put more butter and then I put olive oil and it's like a half an inch of oil and I'm just like frying the scrambled eggs and he's just staring at me like, is there going to be a grease fire? And I'm like focusing on my breath because I'm trying not to shake so goddamn bad and it's only been three fucking minutes but it's been three intense minutes and i'm i'm just like i shouldn't be fucking thinking i'm gonna die i think i may i'm trying to breathe and function and everything's okay but he's in here and i'm not trying to be in here with him in here and i thought talking would help help me take the fact out that he's in here but it's actually making things worse and then that, and then he's like, what are you cooking? It smells good. And I'm like, I cannot deal with this. I'm probably going to burn the house down and fucking shoot myself and throw grease on me. And just, it is a nightmare. But I am thinking, I am starting to think, 
of posting my maragliophobia meals and be like, this is what happens when you have phobias of trying to cook and you are so cheap you will not get fast food or order out or Uber Eats or any of that shit because fuck that. I can slowly conquer my fears, and by that I mean I can throw shit in the pan, throw shit in the oven, get the fuck out of there, and then come back when it's ready. Because here is, I make the same shit because it's so easy. And I really don't care. Because I cannot function in a kitchen. Now, I don't know how, um, well, let's see. Didn't have any issues when I worked at Little Caesars, but I think that was, that's a little bit different because it's more concise, um, more room, you know, you're doing the same thing. So I never really suffered from there. On occasion when I worked in the deli, once again, we're not cooking food. I don't think I could work in a kitchen because a maragliophobia and uh, it's intense in the heat and yeah. Good Lord. I have been trying to record this little juicy bit about opensecrets.org and it just, it's very interesting and uh, I guess I will not talk while I'm on clicking around because it's, it is a website that allows you to go through and see political donations and it gives you a sort of understanding on who really controls what. And this is what people in the conspiracy world love to talk about, which is the Soros, George Soros, right? <clears throat> and I have to say, he gives $179,885,784 just in this last year alone. And that is number one to uh, d- Democracy Pack 2. And then, you know, there's other things. Um, but it is very interesting because then you take that information and then you then you Google and you try to get a grasp on who that person is, what sort of stuff they're into. And I'm not just specifically trying to target the, the, the average stereotypical conspiracy. But you can go to industries, right? <coughs> Let's say, and it also tells you. So you're like, let's learn the dark money basics. Dark money refers to spending meant to influence political outcomes where the source of the money is not disclosed. Here's how dark money makes its way into elections. Politically active nonprofits such as 501c4s are generally under no legal obligation to disclose their donors even if they spend to influence elections. When they choose not to reveal their sources of funding, they are considered dark money groups. OPEC nonprofits and shell companies may give unlimited amounts of money to super PACs. While super PACs are legally required to disclose their donors, 
Some of these groups are effectively dark money outlets when the bulk of their funding cannot be traced back to the original donors. So it gives you so much information. So, for example, whomever the Freedom Partners Chambers of Commerce are, um, but this is a little old. This is from 2011 to 2014. Can I get something more recent? Is there a way to look? Period. I guess not. Top elections. Ohio State. Huh. I guess dark money is obviously, as I read, a little harder to figure out who is getting what. But it is a very interesting site to look around. Because you can go to industries, right? And and with industries, I went to, uh, you know, let's go to construction. ABC Supply. I don't know who that is, but they are clearly donating to Republicans. So ABC Supply it also sells windows, gutters, siding, and residential commercial. Interesting. I no idea. But that's not what us conspiracy talkers talk about. Let's, where is, is agribusiness raise holding? I want something a little juicy. I already, didn't I? Did, okay, I think I kept talking about Koch brothers, but obviously 27 million um, lawyers. Where is... Okay, let's just go from the top. Top for that is Soros. Other, what is the other? Simon Youth Foundation? What the fuck is the Simon Youth Foundation? That sounds like some weird shit. Simon Youth Foundation is a nonprofit 501 organization that supports efforts in the United States to improve the academic dropout rate, increase college accessibility by partnering with established public school systems. Well, I can tell you what. That 18,346,914, you were founded in 1999. I, that money could probably go to the schools instead of going into the pockets of some politicians, but that's me. If I had 18,000, that, or 18 million, and that's just this year, this past year alone. Let's see. Simon Youth Foundation, 9 million. 2017 to 2018. University of California beating it out in 2019 to 2020. So it, it, it's interesting. It gives you an idea. Money to Congress. Ooh. Um, it's, so, it's very interesting. It's very... So, ha-ha! Guess, you'll never guess who got the most money in Congress in 2020 from interest groups and that's Bernie Sanders with 31 million. So if you ever think even Bernie's on your side, he's not. He is not and it's fun. And it's fun. It's fun for me to look this up. 
Let's go to, I was trying to find, would it be organizations? Bloomberg, Blackstone Group. Interesting. Give me the Blackstone Group. Let me know what the Blackstone Group is doing. Blackstone gives Charles Schumer. There we go. But mostly Republicans. Interesting. I already kind of knew that. <sighs> Is this even interesting? I guess everyone, I guess everyone go do your own research on open source and get lost because it's very fun to click around and find out some stuff. And I guess with this, I will leave you to do it. Um, I am sick of this place. This is a new format of trying to do uh, 30 minutes instead of an hour. Because who wants to hear me ramble for an hour? All right. Have a good one.